Welcome back to another edition here of the Los Ponies Podcast. As always, I'm joined by my partner in crime, Curtis the Hitman Trix. Curtis, welcome back. Our locks didn't do so well last week. So I think you got, I think you finished, you finished second in a field of three. Yes. I think I finished third in a field of five. <laughs> yeah, uh, I took a stab there at Diamond Rock. Uh, thought I was doing pretty good. We, we whittled down one of the favorites yes. there, but... But you had to, you had to. You felt you had to be feeling good after one of the contenders got scratched. I was because I, I thought, okay, maybe, maybe uh, they get into some trouble out there. Yep. But then I thought, no, oh, maybe they'll push each other. But it was still one less horse to beat, and he broke out there with uh, Butterlicious. But Diamond Rock, he just he couldn't handle Butterlicious at the end. It was a pretty big effort by the Odell runner. It was uh, definitely back and form on the outside. Never asked in the last final eighth of a mile. Very very strong win. But how about that? 20 something to one upset in the derby if you you would have told me uh i could have got the conquering marie that showed up last <laughs> night like that was like the one we uh liked all of last year yeah. early mm-hmm. on for the robins yeah. horse but there was a little trouble at the start there for our big favorite uh chocolatito and that's that's what that's what like that's what sucks about quarter horse racing not not that sucks but that's that's what feels like a punch to the gut for connections of horses because here you have Chocolatito who had shown all signs of being up and coming star. Yeah. And he finally, you know, he went through the through the conditions, allowances, uh, overnight stakes. He finally gets to the big greatest stakes derby and completely eliminated the start. That, that's when you like you get yeah. that punch to the gut and you're like brutal. You, you kinda got that sinking feeling. It was a little hard to load in the gate. Uh, I added that yeah. to the chart. He but, looked a little bit washy. He looked hot. Yeah, but still, you thought he's he's still the best horse, yes. right? Especially once, well, well uh, just motions was still still tough. Yeah, favorite um, motions. Yeah. Or I'm sorry, favorite yeah. motions. Um, but when uh, ter- terrific uh, first down, terrific first down. Scratched. Yeah, when she scratched, uh, you know, I didn't really like her against boys, but I still thought that was his only his only threat there. The way she was closing, I really thought it was his race to lose and. Just broke slow at the start, and it was all over from there. They just, uh, they just uh, took him away at the beginning. Conquering Marie with that flippy halter was able to break cleanly uh, and gets a clear path to run and holds them all off late there to win that a big upset. I don't know if it was twenty something to one or thirty something to one. Without it, without a doubt, that was a big, big price. Yeah, she paid. Let's see, I got it here. She paid seventy-eight eighty to win. So uh, yeah, thirty-five to one or something. Yeah, it says here uh, thirty-eight uh, forty wow. uh, for for the odds there. And then for second, you had Bailcheck. Bailcheck. We had to think Bailcheck was going to win. Yeah. Uh, just dueling with Conquering mm-hmm. Marie there yeah. at the end. And uh, I think a lot of people, that was that was somebody, uh, one of the logical long shots you could throw in there. So, yeah, definitely uh, Conquering Marie blew up a lot of tickets there in the Golden State Derby. I mean, the the that pick four was pretty habitable with the first three legs. I, I mean, we talked about a three-course field in Butterlicious. Yeah. And then you had, like, maybe a two-to-one, a three-to-one. The pick four came back over 20 over two thousand dollars yeah let's see uh yeah twenty twenty two hundred uh but yeah it was what um butterlicious, butterlicious. easy to have three horse field and then kr amber i believe yeah. was uh you know another jaime yeah. runner we always say when he's bringing in those kr <laughs> yeah. horses uh you got to watch out there so yeah definitely uh two horses that uh were easily on a bunch of people's tickets i would say so that was a tremendous path she was she was a court. separator yeah, so, so that's a little bit of uh, the quarter horse talk. On the Thurbert side, uh, we're recording this on Saturday for Sunday's races. I just watched a bulk of the Saratoga card. And Code of Honor takes the Travers there in front of uh, Tacitus. And um, 
and uh, mucho gusto there for Bob Baffert. So those run one, two, three there in the Traverse. A big day for John Velasquez. He won, uh, I believe, three stakes on that big card. So big card. But thankfully, the weather did not play a factor from what I saw at Saratoga. Conditions were good and, and uh, fast and firm. So very good winners there at Saratoga. I didn't get home. I, I actually played... Uh I was hoping Chance a lot would win. That that was my that was my big runner there. <laughs> Along the inside, got, look look home, but it's, the angle in Saratoga is it's so deceiving too. Yeah. Because that low camera angle doesn't give you a good sense of depth. Obviously, people that watch it every day and they grew up at Saratoga and they're there, they kind of know. But me, I still watch that stretch, and I really don't know if the outside runners yeah are making that much ground. Uh, here in Southern California, we have a higher camera angle mm-hmm. where you get a good view. You get a sense, of course, they're making the ground. At Saratoga, I can never tell if a horse is really going to get up in the final stride or not. Yeah, we have some uh, was uh, some Texas quarter horse tracks that are like that where the pan shot is oh, real, Sam Houston? real low to the ground. Remember that 550-yard race we talked about? Yeah, and, and that's what makes our cameras even better here at Los Angeles because when it's real low, it looks like oh. the outside horses are oh. just finishing. <laughs> like, they're behind five oh, lengths, the, the way the camera just whips down at the end. So. But do, do you remember the, the, the horses that ran in that 550 SM Houston? No. I want to watch it again. No. I, no. Was it a stakes? I can't even no, remember. Huh? I can't even remember. Man, There's I, so many. I want to watch it again. <laughs> it, it, was, it was a race to remember that 550 it was it was, it was insane yeah but those are just some of them like you say and, and here uh you say you don't play saratoga that much i really don't play yeah. Sarat- and that's what i got i was like yeah you know this is what yeah. i get for actually trying to, <laughs> to play thoroughbreds but i had watched that horse uh you know run that monster race last time out and george was the one who kind of keyed me in on it yeah. so I, I tried to play him back here but no just uh, just got show money. Well, uh, for the people that follow me on Twitter and, of course, have, uh, know my work, I do the Tacos and Trifecta series for ABR. Last week at Del Mar, I gave out uh, Howard Power as my play for uh-huh. Tacos and Trifecta. Aired at 9-1 to in the Pacific Classic. Oh! But uh, on top of that, of course, my, my main keys are the tries in that in that series. Uh-huh. So what I do is I key my, my the horse I like, you know, whoever it might be. Usually I go for a price. And I try to key him in the three spots, right? So I put him on first and I spread, spread. Spread on second and key second and spread and then come back spread spread and key on third. I do that so that if I'm if I'm right about my opinion of my price horse at least hitting the board, mm-hmm. I'm giving myself a shot of hitting the trifecta no matter what because I keyed them in three spots. Yeah. So in the Pacific Classic, you no know, Saratoga and Delmar, they both have 50 cent minimum tries, but you know me, I'm greedy. I try to hit it for a buck, so I live myself yes, to a buck. Yes. So in the Pacific Classic, there was uh, 10 horses, right? Yeah, 10 horses. So. Uh, I eliminated three. Yeah. One of the three I eliminated gets for second, so I missed a try. <laughs> Paid 1400 uh, Horse today, racing, ladies today and gentlemen. at Saratoga, my play of the week, 10-1 shot on the turf. A little bit of trouble around the turn. Comes back flying in the inside. Misses the win by a head. But still, I'm like thinking, got a great shot at the try no matter what because yeah. you're going to hit the board. There were nine horses. I eliminated two. <laughs> yeah. One of the two. One of the two. Oh. me. Try seven hundred dollars. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah, those are the brutal bet. I mean, it, it seems like when you're going through and you're you're choosing, you know, whether it's trifectas, pick fours, pick whatever. three, what you know, whatever it is. Who can you that final horse oh, that you leave out? Oh. You might as well. Oh man. Uh, just put them in the winner's circle, <laughs> or, or at least make them run a huge race to give you a, a big scare or snap you out of everything. I don't know why it works that way, but. 
I mean, it's just not you. Don't worry. I, I, I run into that trap as well. <laughs> and you know who it was? It was, I think Chad Brown had three horses in that turf race. Uh-huh. And I, I think Ortiz, uh, maybe the Ortiz had the other two, and uh, and Velasquez got got to keep this mount, whatever it was. But I was like, Velasquez looks like the odd man out of the three. Yeah. Yeah, I'll take him out. Oh, yeah. Velasquez wins that one. <laughs> Ends up winning two more stakes on the race. I mean, uh, unbelievable. Between last week and this week, $2,000 that I let go. Unbelievable. Did uh, did Johnny call you up and, and uh, say thank you uh, yeah. for giving him that the angels in the outfield little extra boost he needed in every stretch run there? I'll let you I'll let you know this. I told the bank the bank manager manager to slap me again this week for, for leaving that for missing out that. But that that was that was rough. But we'll bounce back. I'm heating up. I'm heating back up and uh-huh. it's a good time to heat up because we got trials coming up at Los Angeles. Yes. We got the Breeders' Cup in, in about a month and a half here at, at in, in Southern California. It's a good time to start seeing the ball well. Yeah. You know, the, the Dodgers weren't seeing the ball well last night. They got trounced by the Yankees. But tonight, afternoon game, they won by the smallest of margin, 2-1. to one. You know, it's one of those, we're going to have to ask our, our guy Michael upstairs here, you know, clocking in the morning. He, he's a he, clocker. He, yeah, he's got to give he, us. No, but he doesn't He doesn't share anything. He doesn't share one Nothing. ounce of information. Nothing. He's one of those where he's so scared to give you something, that way you can get mad. I'm like, we won't get we mad. We won't get mad. But you got to give us something. What, there has to be a horse. I mean, he's worked up here, what, five years now. And I told him, I told him, don't worry about that he's going to win. I don't even care about that. Just give me a horse that I can yeah. key because I like playing the exotics. He's so scared of giving out a horse that that is not going to hit the board, then we're going to be all over him. Yeah. I mean, also, he, he will give information about horses that aren't working well. But it's like, just one time. Give us one. It's always good to throw out horses. Yeah. But whenever you can get that key in, sometimes that's always a bonus. But yeah, he's he's tight-lipped Tony when it comes to that. I stuff. mean, after the fact, I think there was like a twenty-to-one winner Sanita somewhere earlier in the year. After the fact, he was like, "Yeah, that won't have been working well." Yeah, yeah. Like, come on. Yeah, he's 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 like that, man. I I don't know. We like I said, we we've tried to pry some information out of him, but he's just not budging. Another story in the news was uh, the CHRB met, and I I don't know if it's official yet. I don't think it's official just yet. Mm-hmm. But what I saw in the calendar of uh, what it looked like, the Southern California Thoroughbred Circuit was gonna, is going to look potentially look like. I don't think it's official just yet from what I was following up. Uh, but, like, Los Angeles getting cut back to, like, the daytime Thoroughbred season. I think six days in June and July. And then to, like, eight days in, in, in December. So, I mean, if we're worried about trying to fill cards in 2019, 2020 is going to be brutal because, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> if you're only getting six days... That's more of an incentive to, to the to the horseman to be like, ah, I'll skip it. Exactly. I'll just run at Del Mar. I mean, entries already come up like every time they, they start to come here. Like you said, people will see it as a, a time to rest. But I just, I get so furious that Los Al <laughs> is doing everything they can to try and help the thoroughbred business. They, they put a bunch of, you know, Hollywood Park closes. Where are we going to put all these extra horses? So Los Alamitos, Doc, they step right up, build them a bunch of new barns, mm-hmm. and we extend the track out. The, everybody raves about the track, saying how good it is. And then stuff like this happens where, where they cut dates from us when we already don't have that many, and people aren't really flooding the entry <laughs> box. I, and then they cut more days off of it. I, I don't get it at all. Curtis, we're, we're, we're nowhere to be near to the real info behind the scenes. So we that, only, that is true. We can only see the surface, but on the surface, it doesn't look nice. I, I believe there's a, a lot of politics that go in the, into like in some of these decisions. Yeah. Yes, this is definitely above our pay grade. But 
can you imagine if that that big expansion had gone through in the early 2000s when the writing was on the wall that Hollywood Park was being sold to entities that are more interested in real estate yeah. than racing? The writing was on the wall, mm-hmm. and there was like a, a big proposal in joint between I think Dr. Red Allred and uh, Pegram. Yeah, that about, that was like way before. Yeah, yeah way even before. The, these plans. Came yeah, yeah, out. that was way before when uh, when there was you know there was uh, you could see the light at the end of Hollywood Park, and they were like, you know what? It's time to put a proposal for what's going to fill the void. Yeah. And when that proposal came through, I was like, I was excited. I was mm-hmm. like, wow, because the land was available. Yeah. Uh, nothing was built uh, around Los Alamos yet. Uh, no, it's just golf course yeah. back there. That's and, all it was. And when they said, you know, brand new track with the turf course, when expand, I was like, let's go. Yep. And then all of a sudden, nothing went through. Plants are pulled out. Years later, uh, Hollywood Park closes. What do they do? Uh, backup plan just expand the mile track uh, with the small space we got uh, track plays great but now what's the biggest knock there's no turf course there yep. We're not, we can't run do you ever hear people knocking Oakland there's no turf course there no I I, I just I'm baffled by the whole thing <laughs> I mean it's it's, uh, it's and it's, from what I the you know the TOC I've I've heard that you know they can be pretty demanding and the initial talks, I mean, Doc was going back and forth, and they were just demanding the world, and Doc would put it off. He'd be like, nope, like, I can't give it. And finally, they put everything together, and it just seems like it's just compounding more and more, and I just... Look, I... I, I it gets me <laughs> so mad that that they're doing everything, and, and Del Mar, and, well, I'm... I don't know about Del Mar, really, I, but I know San. I mean, what was it? Santa Anita wanted to call Los Al like Santa Anita South or something like that. Was it? Was that well, in the? Uh, there was something about that, right? Yeah, that was that was uh, something that I had seen uh, come out of some higher ups, but I, I just don't get it. Uh, well, and we say this. I obviously we don't know the details. I don't know it, but just on the surface, getting six dates, it's more of an excuse for the, for the horseman to say, you know what, we'll skip it, we'll run. And what are the horses that are going to fill in those daytime races? The nighttime horses. Exactly. And then what does that give to the nighttime? Even shorter fuel, so cancellations. Yep. So it's it's a revolving like snowball effect. That is, it's 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 tough to see because this is the circuit that we live. This is the circuit that we grew up on. This is a circuit that we enjoy betting and racing. Uh-huh. And it comes down to every night. You know, after the races, I come up. You know, I I I, uh, I pick up an extra nine for the day. I. I I talked to uh, our marketing uh, guru here, Orlando, and the first thing we, we like we talked about, I was like, "How was the handle?" When you get the charts ready, you're like, "Was the the number one thing a track looks at at the end of the day is the handle?" Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. And if you if you're not able to provide a product, there's not going to be betting. There's not going to be handle. The purse are going to be small. There's not going. I mean, it, it's just a snowball effect that if you can't, you don't have the you don't get the resource or the opportunity to have a legitimate meet. Yep, and actually, it maybe attract some some horses. Then your fields are not going to be attractive. Your betting is not going to be attractive. People are not going to bet you. The handles going. It's just a snowball effect that is, it's tough to see. It really is. Yeah, I can remember when Brad McKenzie would come up. Uh, you know, while I was waiting for the other Equibase guys to finish their last chart, he would be up here waiting for the attendance and handle sheet. Yeah. He wanted to go over the figures yeah. every day that that it was done. But it's kind of uh, what you said, like horses or uh, trainers when they see such few days like a, a part of the interest is that they could run in the first part of the the yeah, meet and then they can wheel back. them back yeah. or something like and now it's just like well if i run a bad one 
Yeah. I can't come back or yeah. get another shot at it because a lot of those horses are. Tr those are the easier days to yeah, win. Exactly. They're, those they're trying to find a spot mm. to win, and now it's like, yeah, well, I'll just I'll just wait. You know, I'll just so, wait. So it's it's tough. It, to see. But I, like you said, I'm glad that a lot of the nighttime horses who would be going to filling uh, for the daytime. You know, we see a lot of our our thoroughbreds. They'll stretch out and they'll go into sixty-two fifties and eight thousand dollar races to 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 make them go and all that, and they'll try and help out, but. It's just frustrating when it seems uh, there, there's only uh, one half of the equation is, is putting in a lot of the work here. And honestly, I'm just speaking as a fan because I love betting the races. Uh, obviously, the, there's a circuit I grew up in and, and the circuit that I like to call home. But it's tough to see when it's like it's not trending the way we expect it to trend. Hopefully, that changes in the next five years or so. Uh, but again, I'm just looking at the surface of what's being shown out there. Obviously, I don't know what's the closed doors type of meetings. Yeah, that's another story. But we're just speaking as fans and as as gamblers of races like that. That is it's tough to see. Yeah, we're just uh, just two kids doing a doing a podcast that's here. It. But we see that we all need each other. I mean, that's the thing. That is one. I, I don't understand why it, all parts don't understand that we all need each other uh, in California racing for it to survive. Anything we can do to help each other out. Uh, just benefits the whole state, but I don't know. It seems like people just try and cannibalize the product almost is, is what it seems. If you don't have a product, you're not going to have betting. If you're not betting, you're not going to have handle, and if that means no purses, that means no racing. Simple as that. I mean, do you want to run for uh, for a seat <laughs> on the CHRB board? I just feel like sometimes people forget <laughs> this is a, a betting gambling game. Uh, yes, that, that's a whole different. I, I th that, that is a whole different uh, discussion to be had about the industry paying more attention uh, to gambling, I, I believe, instead of the uh, big-time owners and celebrity side. So, you know, we, we see a lot of debates on so, that. Sometimes I feel like we're on the wrong side of the business, Curtis. We should be in the bluff stock business. You know how much money it changes there? <laughs> and you you never have to be a... Like, you you don't have any repercussions. If you if you buy a nice horse, you get your commission. Yep. If the horse never makes it to the race, hey, that was bad luck. Or he he never trained well. He never panned out. Yeah. Woo. But you made your money. Yeah. It's it's just funny. Like you see a lot of people when you go to the equine sale. It's like, oh yeah, there's John Kreger, you know, famous jockey from Los yeah. Al, and that, and he he works for Doc Allred out at Rolling A Ranch, and it's like, it's like you forget like. Yeah, there's this whole other side, yeah. and they don't even come out to the races. Yeah. You don't even see them, but it's like every year, here they come rolling in with all the trucks yeah. and, and uh, the sales, and, and thoroughbreds are even bigger. You know, yeah. they're, they're going for millions and yeah. millions of dollars. So We're on the wrong side of the business. Yeah, that, that's a little, uh, <laughs> that's a little, oh, I'm not going to say less stressful, but I, I guess you're, and you are affected, but you're not as closely directing in contact yeah. with everything from day to day. At that point, you can if the horse doesn't pan out, you can blame it on the trainer. Oh, or you, you can blame it on anyone. Exactly. Else. <laughs> you can just like, ah, well, he went to the wrong guy. Oh, he didn't train him right or something. Wait, wait for the next baby. That one will go to somebody else. That one will do really we good. We need to get into the blood sack business, my friend. That is, <sighs> that is, that is the. the I try. Part. I had hard hitting over there. I, I had him as a stallion. I I learned very quickly that even <laughs> that side uh, that that can give you some headaches. All right, that's a little bit of venting that we had to do. A little bit of questions <laughs> there. On the storylines uh, throughout throughout the week that we saw, hopefully, hopefully things uh, things improve. But um, you know, I, I feel like every five years it's like a new window, right? So hopefully we can start we can start the clock right now in 20, 2019. We'll see what we're <laughs> at in five years. All right, uh, we're gonna look at Sunday's card at Los Alamitos, uh, uh, an 
eight race program featuring the 350-yard Pat Highland Memorial Handicap uh, for a purse of 25000 there in race number eight. Uh, good field there to end the card, but we're going to begin the card in race number one, and we're going to go for the Thurbets. Yes, Thurbets. Four and a half furlongs here. Phillies and Maris three olds and up, which have never won two races. Uh, claiming tag of 2500 Field of seven listed to post. Who'd you pick? Going to the five. Old. Well, you know, she's not that old. She's only no, five, but yeah. doesn't it seem louder. California's been around for like a decade. I feel like, she, <laughs> to me, she feels like a bad act. Remember when bad act? Oh, like yes. She, we, uh, I mean, Going 870. Uh, I feel like. I feel like I he was part of my childhood. Like yep. he he I feel I feel like I saw him race like six years or something. That was back when like the let's see like the the claiming five thousand uh, dollar eight thousand dollar eight seventy races were going like forty four yeah. eighty back then. <laughs> but yeah, I'm gonna go to the five. Uh, it's you know was always hard knocking closing uh, for Elmer January here. Goes to the barn of Valentin Zamudio first time. He's hitting at 67% for the thoroughbred side right here. Uh, Miner's not going to you know, be keeping this one back. I think he's going to be shoving as quick as he can. And I don't think that there's an abundance of early speed. There is some early speed, but I don't think uh, they're not terribly fast up front. Uh, I'm guessing one and the four are going there. So as long as Valentin Zamudio can put this horse a little closer to the front end, I think that late kick will do some good. We agree right off the bat in race number one. It's actually a, a good way to start the card. Uh, I, I agree with you. I think she's going to try to be closer. I think going to try to keep her closer here. She always tends to finish. Yes. So first off the claim, you get minor Arana. And Valentin's and Widow has been on a roll with his quarter horses. He has been on a roll with the thoroughbred entries as well. For second, add the margin there for sure. Eight to five of the morning line looks like a very, very top contender. Uh, has not worn blinkers in the last four starts. Adds him right back here for these uh, connections. They took the blinkers off first time off the claim. Now they're adding the mech on. Ramon Guse has been aboard for all the all four of those starts. Uh, definitely looks like a top, top contender. And then I'll go to the seven, Sharp Image. Felix Gonzalez, Julio La Torre, outside draw, uh, closed the gap late and narrowly missed by a neck. It was a valiant effort there uh, after dropping in class to that level for the first time after facing those uh, tougher 60 to 50s over the daytime. So I think Sharp Image, drawn in the outside, could be a contender as well. So pretty simple for me, uh, nothing out of the box here. Five, four, seven in race number one. Yeah, we got the same numbers. I got five, four, seven. I think the blinkers uh, are going to help at the margin. And then I'm going to go to the seven sharp image. Close nicely there last time uh, for a second. And Felix uh, gets this one first time off the claim. Main man, Hulo de la Torre, usually on the quarter horse side. But he looks to be closing and he draws a nice outside post. All right, that's race number one. Simple. Simple when we agree. It's very, very simple. <sighs> Sometimes it works out nicely. <laughs> Race two, 870 yards. Maidens for a purse of 9,000. Three yards and up. And we got a field of six set to go. Listen, Linda draws the outside. But I like this horse last time. I wonder if you like them back today. Who'd you pick here in race two? Going to the three Mavericks. Mm. We were talking about Mike Flory yes. uh, last week, so we bring up the name, and boom, here he's he's got a really nice horse here in the in the second race with Mavericks nine to five on the morning line. He just showed plenty of uh, speed on the bigger circuits. He's been given three months off, and and that was coming off a year layoff. So we got a little private purchase here, and I think he's still going to have a little bit of ring rust. Uh, but I'm the two Royal Bluegrass just got in all kinds of trouble last time and that that was just a mess of a race still came back to win but uh, i think the class drop uh, will get this horse to the winner's circle royal bluegrass was my long set of the night last time out and i liked him 
And this horse was loaded throughout. I mean, he, he did everything on his own. Yeah. Uh, the rider was just trying to control him because he was so hard to ride. <laughs> and at the end, he's like, he's close enough. Let me give him a little rain. Yeah. Well, he went by and won. But obviously, because of drifting out and impeding the foe, uh, was disqualified there. And, and, and uh, I want to say placed, what, third or fourth? He was placed fifth. Fifth. Placed fifth. Yes, disqualifying placed fifth. But Royal Bluegrass was my, uh, my long shot of the night. I'm picking this one on top tonight. Don't know how the three is going to show up, but with that class drop, with that speed, definitely looks like a dangerous contender. So I see this race as 2-3, two, 3-2. Three, three, two. And then the if there anyone that can beat those two, it's got to be the five. Unchanged here for uh, Robert Lucas. Uh, Zap Attack uh, won that event, and Unchanged was always track, always trailing that one and chasing that one to the finish. Unchanged stopped the clock in 46.04. Uh, so I see this race pretty simple. Two, three, five here in race two. Yeah, I got three, two, five. Uh, I don't really think Unchanged can beat the two or the three, uh, but I respect that last race, uh, just stalking Zap Attack all the way around and uh, still finished a length and a quarter ahead of Tiger on your six. So while I don't think he can win, I think the horse will definitely be there in the exotics. Yeah, but there's an interesting horse. It could be the one El Regalo FG from the round. But nonetheless, I'll go five. Uh, excuse me, I'll go two, three, five here, race two. Three, two, five for me. All right, pretty simple. We, we agree right there, top three. Just a little bit out of order. Race number three, we're back to the four and a half, four long distance. This is for the claimers uh, for three years and up, which have never won two races. Claiming tag of $4,000. Got a field of six competing. Is drawing, excuse me, the outside at nine to five. Who'd you pick in here? I'm going to go to the five. Great Bambino. Uh, first time for Jose Flores. Uh, you know, I've, I've He's grown an old pretty of fondly He's of, an old of him. Of mine, yeah. Starting off with Hot Bob, yeah. a, a, an old podcast favorite yes. who we picked many times. Yes. But uh, going to be first time off Jose Avalos. This horse has plenty of speed, always breaks uh, near the lead. You just see ones and twos on the page there. Uh, if they can just improve this horse, get him moving forward. He goes from Barrington Harvey uh, to Juan Sanchez, who's been riding phenomenally this year. He, he's hitting at 30% right now. Last uh, race wasn't that good, but that was against Rockin' My Mojo. You know, pretty good horse. So I think if he can just get, take another step forward, I'm not too scared of Achieved. He's probably going to go out there with him. And he's drawn to the inside of his main competitor here, six competing. So hopefully he can get out there and just kind of uh, clear and hold the rail. Our minds are aligned tonight. <laughs> Great Bambino. Seeing the ball pick. well. Great Bambino is my top pick as well. Uh, not much I can add to that other than he's been good for my wallet. I've had a lot of times uh, where he's been uh, the nice one to, to respond to me. Great Bambino, the speed. You get Juan Sanchez, uh, Jose Flores. Uh, I think this one is definitely in a spot to get when achieved there. One by two lengths. First off the claim now, Jesus Nunez looks like the main threat. And I think we agreed that competing on the outside, a 9-5. But the class drop is the key. Don't know how how uh, close early he's going to be, but I think the outside post they're going to try to sit and and close there late. Uh, I think he's a, he's a pretty good uh, late threat there for for a closer. So five three six for me here in race number three. I'm going to the six, competing for second. Um, just threw head and, and broken and bumped at the start, so just draw a line through that and two back. Uh, he was running in the daytime, going five furlongs. I think he was just outclassed uh, for twenty thousand there. 
drops all the way down to 4,000, draws outside. Yeah, I think, uh, like you said, should sit a stocking trip there and try and pounce. And then I'm going to go with another closer, the 4, Hydrostatic here. Uh, that one at first asking for Kelly Castaneda for 2500 uh, Rally going away there, and then now they take a little bit uh, of a bump up here to 4000 They move up two levels, so it's going to have to try and outkick competing. That, that could be very tough, but I think it's definitely uh, better than Achieved, who's, who's stepping up here. And uh, I, I, I think he can get in there for third, but I, I'm hoping uh, Great Bambino can just shake loose on the lead. It's going to be an interesting race to watch. I think it's very, very competitive. All right, race number three, 536. Five, six, four. All right, race number four, entire early pick four is around the hook. We're going 870 yards as an allowance. Nice purse of $12,000 for three-year-olds and up. And we got a field of five entered in, in this race, but it, it looks like a three-horse race. Actually, a four-horse race with the inside four. Sakudo has been, ultra, I mean, Sakudo used to be a legit closer. Mm -hmm. Now he's finding himself on the lead. That is a dangerous, dangerous horse. Uh, to be facing against. That's why this one is 75 on the morning line, but who'd you pick here in race number four? I agree with you. I, th I think the versatility uh, is something I really like in this horse uh, when there's a lot of speedsters. and uh, I, I just think coming back from uh, five furlongs, I don't really think that's his best distance. I really like him at the 870-yard distance, and, and he's one of the only horses uh, that can break 45 seconds in here. Uh, you see two back. He just lost to Jen's journey by a nose, but went 44-74. Mm -hmm. uh, I think Jesus Urenga is going to have this one going. He, he's double entered here. He also has the two, and Goosey opts to ride in the four, so kudo. Yeah, so that gives you a little bit of maybe a look of where, where that one's going. I'm, I'm going to try to slide upset from the rail. Mahis, who finally shook off there. And I think this one could be the confidence-boosting win that he needs. I think drawing the outside allows him to try to be aggressive. Uh, so I'm looking for Vidi Bender to try to break well. And recuperate there from the inside and kind of take it to them early. I know he's going to have to improve. Yes. But I'm I'm, I'm willing to take a three to one on a horse that is also in very very sharp form. Um, of course, the three and the four look 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 very tough. So I'll pick them like that. I'll go one three four. Rocky Show for Kelly Castaneda and Silva Soto comes out of a tough lost second when was making up ground against a run raging Ryan run who finally showed up back in form. Mm -hmm. I think. Run went, run raging run and run went up at maybe seven and two, which it would be crazy to think you would get a price like that on him. But I think that's what he went off that night. And look, look who was behind him Rocking Show and Hardcore Troubadour. Hardcore Troubadour was a horse I was chasing over there at, at, oh, at Sunray, remember? Oh, yes. I, 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 I got the text. You Don't got worry. The text. So Rocking <laughs> Show there comes out of a very good race. And of course, can't ignore Sokuto with that versatility. He can close or he can take the lead. He'll beat you many, many ways. Very competitive race number four. I'll go one, three, four. Yeah, I'm going to go with the two for second. So I'm going both Urangas. Uh, I'm not going to let e either one beat me. Uh, Eric Garcia gets a, a board for Goosey here, but this one's got plenty of early speed as well. And uh, last time he faced Sokuda, he only lost uh, by a head there. So these ones have uh, gone up against each other before, and uh, they need a photo to split these horses apart. So could be getting a nice price there at four to one and then i'm gonna go to the three rocky show uh, another one who can close and can be forwardly placed so another one I, I like the versatility there so i think he's extra dangerous on uh, sunday night yeah that's gonna be very very interesting way to close out the early pick for race number five yes ladies and gentlemen ah, it's good to be back it's good to be back and hopefully i can overcome my lock 
from my two, well, no, my, my three horse race, but it was really only a two horse race. <laughs> exactly. You finished second in a two horse race. Come on. I was like, please give me some value in here, Diamond Rock. But anyway, I'm going to go to the two Stell's Thor. Okay. They claim this horse uh, three back for five, and the horse was competitive before that for uh, Jimmy Glenn. They raised it all the way up to 16,000, stumbled and got bumped at the start. They dropped it down to 8,000 there. It lugged in at the 16th pole. I think this is the race. They're dropping it again to 6250. I think this is their get-out race where they're hopefully uh, just to get the win and uh, maybe possibly get claimed too. Maybe somebody else uh, thinks they can step this one up. But I think he's. Uh, I think Stelthor is looking pretty good if he can just revert to that other form and uh, get a clean start here on Sunday. We agree. Wow, this is going to be an easy card here. You just want to do like a place pick uh, this, off? This is going to be so <laughs> easy here. Uh, race number five. Yeah, Stelthor. Yeah, you know, given that they hiked this one up in class, show that they, they like what they saw from this one in the barn, right? Yes. They felt it was good enough to try tougher, see what he's got. Stumbled, okay, we'll give him a shot at 8,000. Kind of lugged in, didn't really fire. All right, now we know we, we're probably not too high. Let's drop him down to 60 to 50. If they claim it, we make the 1250 back on the price there, and, uh, and uh, we, we won't lose much, right? We'll make some money there. But I think they're entering a spot to win. I really like uh, Cell Store tonight in this kind of field. For second, I'm worried about the six. My friend Flicker here for Scott Willoughby. Frank Johnson landing in the barn of Ed Allred and Scott Willoughby. Yeah, do you have any uh, background info? Not much. I just, uh, Me neither. I thought maybe the horse was going to be scratched, but then Berger came up and uh, I just heard a little whisper. Okay. Uh, I, I just uh, it was a little fly on the wall right. while I was typing up a uh, comment. Uh, I think he said that Frank Johnson's been working these horses out for Willoughby in the morning. So a lot like Vinny started. Yes. I, I think uh, uh, Frank Johnson's kind of worked his way into Willoughby, and here he uh, he throws him a, a good horse. Well, he didn't run a too bad of an effort there, finishing fifth against Baby Special Corona, who came back to win a claim, uh, stakes event, right, on California Breeders' Champions Night, mm -hmm. and then flying through the fire, who finished third, came back to win again. So draw on the outside, useful debut, definitely a horse that can improve. And then the uh, I'll go to the to the four, show Stiller the other Will it be an Ed Allred runner? Show Steeler, who uh, ran fifth on debut against 5,000 armed claimers, was off slowly. We never really got to see what she can do. Definitely, excuse me, definitely two horses that could improve, but we're looking for the 0 for 10 maiden as the lock of the night for Curtis. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't have too much confidence in this race. Besides Stell's Thor, uh, if I'm not singling, I think I'm, I'm just hitting the all button here because I'm going to, and mm -hmm. then I'm going to the six, but. Who knows? We haven't really seen too much uh, out of the six, except the the company lines that this horse has been keeping here. Then I'm gonna go to the five, hooking up and hanging out here for Dennis Givens. Uh, once they they put the blinkers on, uh, this horse I think has gone backwards. But here they take the blinkers off tonight, or I'm sorry, tomorrow night. But it ran its best race without blinkers there. Uh, finished third by a head behind Stell Chances there, and Babe can fly, and uh, you know had uh, finished well there for 330 yards. So. Hopefully, uh, just the equipment change can get this horse going back in the right direction. All right, that's race number four. Kurt is going with the lock of night there with the two horse. Race number six, we're going uh, 300 yards. Excuse me, no, that's race five. Race number six, 300 yards. Uh, made in claiming for a tag of $10,000. A field of six here. Uh, and it looks very interesting. We have everybody coming out, out of a fourth or worse kind of effort in their last race. Yes. This looks like a very interesting gambling race. Field of six, who'd you pick? 
Well, if you tell me you're super confident in somebody in here, I'm calling your bluff. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to the three dark nights. We agree after all of that? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, the horse has been competitive at higher levels, right? Uh, been competitive for 16, uh, ran a second and fourth. Yeah, hasn't been beaten uh, by that much here. Uh, drops down to the $10,000 level, and horses have been doing very well when switching uh, Ulysses off. And Jonathan Roman, who I think has been riding uh, pretty well lately, hops aboard here. Uh, there are some, some trouble lines there. Bump break last time and lugged out uh, two outs ago. Uh, was on the outside and, and came out at the start. I think we said I've said before, that's a... That's a very Ulysses comment when he draws the outside. He tends to, to break out. So hopefully the jock change and the dropping class is enough for this horse to get going into the winner's circle. I'd, I had always taught, uh, had notes on this one. Back in the debut, I wrote down it was uh, better than look fourth on debut because of uh, determined one, and he was stuck on the rail. And since then, he came back, you know, drifted out from the outside post. Second time out, third time out, drifted out from the outside post in second. Last time out, bumped at the break from the rail. So he's either drawn the inside or the outside. Mm -hmm. Now he finally draws in between horses. I think that is the key there for Dark Knight. So I'm going to pick him on top. Uh, my long shot pillar of the night is going to be the one, favorite hero, Paul Jones. Another one that I thought has legitimate excuses for all three starts since that debut. If you just look at the debut, very good second against straight Manners. She gets a clean trip from that inside post. I just don't think we've seen the best of her just yet. So 6-1, to one, that's going to be my, my price play of the night. And then I'll go to the six, Dashing Cora. Is a debuting two-year-old colt by uh, Dashing Ray Vaughn for owner breeder Agapito Lopez. Uh, worked 1240 back on August 3rd, and against this type of field, 1240 is pretty solid in a field that you're entered for a 10,000-hour claiming tag. I think this one could show a little bit of ability there from that outside draw. So I'll go three, one, six here in race number six. You know, we talked about how tough this race was, and here we landed on the same trifecta. <laughs> You got the three on top. All right. <laughs> I like your long shot. Favorite hero uh, down along the rail. If you go back to that debut race, uh, looked pretty good behind Walnut yes. Pout. Although it didn't break 16 seconds. That's the only thing that yep. scared me. Mm -hmm. But after that, we got a ton of trouble in the next three outs. Uh, ducked in and bumped through head. Uh, broken and bumped both sides. I like that this horse is drawn down along the inside. Hopefully can't get into too much trouble. And takes the class drop down from 20 to 10. And then the six, dashing core, like you said. A nice work there on August 3rd. And I think is well spotted uh, for the debut. They're not getting overzealous, uh, putting this horse in an allowance race and draws the outside. So I'm seeing this the race the same way. Three one six. Wow, ladies and gentlemen, write down our selections because this could be a sweep of a card. <laughs> Either my top pick or his top pick is going to sweep the card. I've got a feeling here about race about Sunday's card. Race number seven. There's two races left. You know what time it is? Well, late daily double. And we're going with an allowance, 330 yards for three olds which have never won two races 330 yards we got a field of five set to go to post who'd you pick here in race number seven i know we're landing on the same horse here <laughs> you got the four right yes of course <laughs> <laughs> the four is is a replay handicapper's yes. horse yeah. uh just been finishing strong every time mm -hmm. uh, veered out and bumped at the start there uh on champions night and only lost by a head to l angel corona and then two outs ago uh dueled and really kicked it in late against longtime favorite uh, I think this horse is going to love 30, uh, 330 yards. Already ran a 1780 going 350. As long as this horse gets out of the gate, I think he's going to win the seventh. By the way, how how good of a year are the two-year-olds for Dr. Ayer already having? I mean, they're firing. Yep. Did you see the one last week where kind of got out broken and then just flew home late under total wraps? Yeah, I think uh, we've been saying for maybe a month or two, 
just look at like some of these all red horses that are just pulling Vinny out of the, out of the saddle at the end. They're they're so so good. Uh, the two year olds are firing on all cylinders. He's got another one here with Best Jet. If he has a clear path to run, we might see a runaway victory. I agree. So uh, I'm picking the four on top. If he makes any kind of mistakes out of the gate, I think the outside runner, Spirit Foose, has the chance to kind of get the jump on him out of the gate. Uh, broke the maiden last time out. All three starts have been pretty solid. Uh, stopped the clock in 1572. I think this gray uh, owned by owned and bred by Roque Gonzalez, uh, the right-hand man for that barn of Hot Paul Jones, could be on the improve. Uh, I like that that win. And if the four makes a mistake out of the gate, the five could get the jump from that outside draw. And then I'll go to pay me in front for uh, Jaime Gomez. This one got the job done there uh, by half a length, kind of pulling away in the last 50 yards. Uh, isn't the quickest out of the gate, but can finish. And I think that's that's going to be good there for this one from that inside post. So uh, four, five, one for me here in race number seven. Yeah, I like the one pay me in front uh, for second. I, I thought ran a really nice race at uh, 350 yards, went 1784. Uh, lugged out early and uh, still uh, ran down longtime favorite there. And I six the Eagle, who, you know, they're not the greatest of horses, but I just like the way he beat them. Uh, rallied nicely there from the outside. And then I'm going to go to the two. She's emotionless, another one of these horses uh, that came from out of state for Chris O'Dell. Uh, just stumbled and drifted out some, but, you know, I thought ran down uh, the stable mate there, logged her lady really nicely and switches from Cody Jensen to Eduardo Nicasio. Uh, I think this horse uh, can still be improving later on and, and show some uh, some late run there for uh, the longer distances towards the end of the year. If the four doesn't win, the race could be wide open here in race number seven. But uh, best yet, looks like a horse that is going to love here uh, the the stretch run here if this one can get a clean trip. So four five one for me. Four one two. Race number eight. We have arrived to the final race on the card, and we only heard this sound once tonight. So that means oh, I've been lock, waiting. Lock of the night in race number eight for me. Take a guess who my lock of the night is. I will say. You're an all-red man. You're going to the six. Circle City? Circle City. Lock of the night. Another one of those that has looked impressive. Uh, I really like how this one looked last time out. Of course, this one is running into one of the, the many weapons of the barn of Christopher Odell and Geothermal, who's already a futurity finalist. Finished third there behind Floki and Dreams of Vine in the Edberg Million. But the time is now. I think Circle City there is going to take another step forward. The extra 20 yards should be up to his liking. Circle City, my lock of the night. I agree. Circle City is very dangerous. And I have been very surprised because I usually don't give Moonlight Corona. You know, that, that's the dam. It's a favorite cartel yeah. out of Moonlight Corona. They're usually just quick. 300 yards is their max. Mm -hmm. But this horse has been kicking it in, uh, kicking it in late. He crushed Elanca Corona by a length and a quarter. Yeah, beat, beat him and, and beat Hold the Flash, who's a, like a consolation yeah. horse yeah. there for Felix Gonzalez. And I think Elanca Corona might have been 1-5 to five or 3-5 to five in that race. Dang, just broke hearts. Yeah. Circle City just came in and uh, beat uh, Come Forth there, who, uh -huh. who qualified for a Governor's Cup, I believe. Uh, for Roberto Dominguez, so this horse has really been kicking in late. Uh, we'll have no problem with 350 yards, but picking him third. Okay. I'm picking the five geothermal for second. Oh, look at you! You're this, going with the four. No. No. I'm going to the one. I need you, Kalina. Ah, I gotta it. have look some it. price, and hopefully, I can get one to end the night. 12-10 workout. 
and invade him from Jerome for Monte Rosa. This has upset potential written all over it. I mean, it's got uh, very good breeding. It's bred by Lazy Creek Ranch, who, yes. who's right here in California. So it's not bred from out of state. It's from right here in California. FDD Dynasty out of the Firefly. Uh, the horse just finished really well there in that Futurity trial. Had a really nice 12-10 work there on August 3rd. Draws along the rail. Got 8-1, to one, and Jose Nicasio, main man for uh, Monty here. Monty, if you're listening, give, give a little extra scoop of, uh, <laughs> of, of oats that day. And uh, hopefully the 5 and the 6 can get a little something on, on the outside. You know, sometimes when you have your best horses out there, they'll, they'll get in a little trouble, yeah. and we could sneak in with the 1, Kalita. Monty has been on a roll. With the, with the, now it's, it's, you know, it's getting to the second half of the year. Now they're bringing all those horses that are running over there. Yes. They kind of weed out who, who, think, who he thinks they're going to fit over here. And he's been hitting well with those with those first time Los Alamitos horses, eight to one for Curtis with Kalita. I'm trying I'm trying to get some because I know Best Yet is going to play low. Yes. So that'll be my thing. Hopefully I can get a little something. But all right. who are you picking for second? I'm going to the five Geothermal. Okay. Uh, to me, it's really a toss up uh, between five, between the five and the yeah. six. Pretty much the same. I mean, they're stellar horses. Uh, they both ran 99 speed figures last time. Um, they're breaking sharp. Um, even though Geothermal's been fourth, uh, still gets up in there early. Uh, and like we said, only finished a neck there behind Floki in the Ed Burke. Uh, it was undefeated before that with two wins and, and was experiencing trouble uh, in every start. And, and then Circle City, same thing. Uh, if these ones don't get into trouble, uh, it's just going to be a, a horse, and, and Kalita's going to have to work for it. I need Kalita to just pop, <laughs> like, just break out of there. I don't think she's going to finish these grunters. Uh, a, a terrific energy baby. I don't think she's going to finish the five. She needs to get jump the jump out of the field from the rail. Yes. For sure. But the 1210 workout there, second best of the 26th that morning on August 3rd, kind of shows this one could be ready to go. Eight to one. What do you think you're going to get at post time? Because the four's going to take money. Yeah, because the four's kind of been the one the uh, four, we, we thought would be the up and coming. We, we talked about Tell Cartel so many times. crushed my heart on debut when I was looking for up and at him to kind of I, I don't think up and at him was the same after that beat he finally came back and broke the maiden maybe yes. two or three weeks ago but tell cartel was like just crushed that one on debut and then since then you know came back and, and beat nomadic and invader so the form kind of was proving himself then ran into run your life and elanca corona but tell cartel definitely a horse that has plenty of talent yeah we uh we saw it early but you know, I've had a lot of picks on, on, on Matt Fails. I usually like to make him the lock of the night. I feel super confident in him. Uh, him and Gaska, great team. But on the other side of the coin, Fails will get you some horses that look like they have all the potential in the world, and then they just won't get the job done. We've seen it in Red Hot Cartel. We've seen it in Yankee, Yankee. where you think, okay, well, these horses just have to get out of yeah, the gate, and yeah. we're home free, yeah. and they'll still break your heart. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll see. Tell Cartel 6 over the morning. The 4 is going to take money. The 7 is going to take money. The 1 is going to take money. This is a good race. Good race in the night. Yeah, def- I mean this this could definitely be a, a consolation race, and, and it's pretty much the same price here for twenty five thousand. Uh, Constellation's usually going to run uh, about 30. thirty thousand. So, yeah, this is uh, definitely a, a couple horses we could see in Futurities later on if they keep progressing. Definitely Geothermal. Uh, I think Circle City will have no problem with uh, distances further down the line, uh, but we're just going to have to see how Kalita takes to the track nothing's on gonna, Sunday night. Nothing's going to matter because the lock of the night is going to crush <laughs> Circle City there. At two to one, that's the card for Sunday night. A couple of uh, look-aheads. We're just talking that uh, trials for the PC Career HRA are mid-September because the sale is gonna 
uh, happened on October 5th and 6th, so that's a couple of weeks after the trials. So mid-September for the trials, uh, Professor G is, is chomping at the bit to get on the podcast. Uh, he's he's going to come on and join us. and I we'll, can't wait. We'll, I can't. we'll get to ask him about it. You know, people uh, behind the scenes uh, get to know him. What do you think he'll be more nervous for? Are, do you think he gets more nervous for TVG or his upcoming podcast oh, the, appearance? The, oh, he's already, he's already like, I, I, whenever I, I see him and I talk to him, he's like, he's counting down the days. Like, he's looking at the calendar. When, is when? that what that calendar is exactly. up on the wall over he's, there? He's, he he's, keeps marking red X's yeah, on? He's, he's chomping at the bit. He, he's, <laughs> got the, he's got that date circled down for the podcast. Well, tell him, look, this isn't TVG, all right? You're coming onto the podcast. Big, big time. This is where you're going to get grilled. Exactly. This is where you got to give out your life story. <laughs> yes. Hundreds of people yes. listening. Yes. This is where you're going to find out the real story of Professor G. Yeah, we, we don't have a, a lot of guests, every, but we do every now and then. Of course, people listen to uh, uh, the Ed Burkhart, uh, Bobby Newman. Uh, we have other guests, Caleb. Uh, uh, it's, it's, it's fun. People enjoy those conversations. So we'll have a conversation with Professor G, and then we'll grill him about who he likes. You know what I, uh, I, I like about our guests? What's up? You know, you know we'll be real. Our podcast isn't the biggest uh, in the world, but when our guests come on, yeah, they're like they're super oh, into no, it. Like into Bobby's it. super yeah, into yeah, Caleb. Yeah. Uh, Jeremy wanted yeah. to know how many uh, listens yes, he got after yeah. his, and uh, you know, Mr. Los Al and, yes. and George. And I George. know they want to come yeah. back on, yeah, you because know, every time a pizza's up on the line, yes. uh, you you know it's it's gonna be uh, all systems go, and yeah, so I'm excited about that professor coming on because. He definitely has, um, all joking aside, he has a very interesting uh, background of oh, how he sure. came to Los Al. So uh, I think it'll be good for people to hear his story. We dug up a, a, a photo of young Professor G looking slim and slender and, and accepting, was it a check in the Winter Circle or something like that? Oh, I forget what, what it was, but I mean, what, play, what play year was it? It had to be like, what, mid-90s? Yeah, I would say mid-90s and... Yeah, he was definitely, because uh, I think he started out in college working as John Petty's uh, assistant yeah. uh, for, the, for the press box here. You know, I'm, I would come up when my mom worked here when I was like, I don't know, seven, eight years yeah. old, and, and uh, I, I could remember him being up here. Yeah, he was definitely a, a slimmer and trimmer, <laughs> Professor G, but uh, he, he's starting to work out again. Yeah. He's starting to work out on the basketball court, trying nice. to get back in shape, so very proud of him for doing that. Yeah, shout out to Professor G. He's chomping at the bit to get in the podcast. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll have him on in a couple of weeks uh, as we look at those trials for the, for the PCQHRA. Um, have you started looking at some of the pedigrees for the cell? Oh, you know, now we, we pretty much have them uh, down by heart here. Uh, but it's always fun to see. What I always try and look at are the new mares that are um, having like first time foals. Yes, uh -huh. uh, I think that's where you can find a, a lot of your uh, your value uh, for babies. We've we've done that a lot. But favorite cartel, he looks to be the king. Uh, if, if you want a, a good one, and there's a lot of uh, is fly through the fire. Uh, I haven't really started looking all that much. He's been the new stallion, uh, I believe, standing at um, at uh, Burns Ranch. And uh, separate interests are kind of the new, the new stallions uh, coming onto the grounds. So, yeah, we'll see. De hoping uh, definitely my partnership's back and we can go in and get one. I'll, I'll tell you a few, a uh, few, a uh, few ones that are, that are standing out in the cell right now. How about a, a valiant hero cult, a full brother to champion? I'm a fearless hero and half brother to he said that's a fire. See, that's what I want to hear. Of some outside, some <laughs> Oklahoma breeding, yeah. the 440 distance. We have a lot of early speed out here. I, I, you know, I would I would grill to get an apolitical Jess baby, <laughs> apolitical Jess cold brother to stakes winner trippy's roll Jess. All right, 
a first down dash cold half brother the champion Matabari. Mm-hmm. That that would be all over my type of runner. I just want a gray. I just want a good gray. I'll tell you what you need to do. You need to go up to Doc yep. and you should say, look, you can pay me for free. <laughs> just let me in halfers on a Helix Hot Baby. Oh, man. And when we win the two million, We're we'll done. be celebrating down in, uh, the, in the Vessels Club with the Kelsey champagne. champagne. Man, <laughs> don't think I haven't thought about that. Don't think I haven't thought about that. I mean, uh, I don't know. The wife might uh, have. The bank manager has another. Uh, yeah, story. I, yeah. Would, I would work for free have, have, if I could have some of these babies here that I see in the catalog. But it's going to be fun. The Los Amigos Equine Show happening here on Saturday, October 5th and 6th. It's always fun. If you can make it out here just to, to mingle amongst the, the quarter horse fans, the breeders, uh, the owners, the trainers, it's a fun time here to be at Los Al. So write it down on your calendar. If you can make it out here, uh, let us know. Curtis and I will be down at the cell. Uh, we can stop by, say hello, hang out, look at a few some horses. Of course. Uh, that'll be fun. So uh, mark it in your calendars, October 5th and 6th, the 2019 Los Angeles Equine Cell. Yeah, just to tie it all in, it just uh, shows you that other side um, of the industry that you see uh, the hard work and prep yep. that all these farms go into and uh, how they get these babies looking really nice. And uh, it's free. You, you don't you don't have to buy a horse, and you don't have to pay admission. Nope. Uh, they have pretty good food there, yeah, actually. I, I know uh, the the Docks Lemonade's always a yeah, a, a good seller one, there. Yeah. And there's plenty of spots uh, to watch everything, and and uh, yeah, you can go around and look at every single horse you want. And I mean, it's just an, another good side of the industry you can learn. Did you ever make it down to Rolling A Ranch last year? No, I did not go. Uh, I was I wanted to, uh, but had a little conflicting thing there and and uh, i just had to go to the sale i wanted to but now hopefully I, I can get to go this year but it's one of those things you know like we've been saying we've all been pretty busy so taking uh two or three days just to just to go look at horses you got to get it by the wives and, and family there yeah it's it's, it's definitely going to be uh it's going to it's going to be a fun time from, from from now to december it's all downhill once we get to those trials to the pc pc it's over yeah we got trials we got sell final. We got Halloween carnival. We got more trials for the Golden State Super Derbies coming up, uh, and then before you know it, you got uh, uh, the trials for the Seaway Griffin. You're talking champion to champions. Boom, the year's done. Yep, it, it seems like right when you start, uh, you know, watching the works and, and you start jotting down all your notes. Boom, that's when fraternities start, and then all, all of a sudden you're you're looking uh, at here. Here comes the two million. Yeah. And and that's we're, we're gonna have to say goodbye to Ed Burgard at the end oh, of the year. Wow, that is true. That that's one thing I, I think it's slowly hitting us all. I know he said it didn't hit him until he made the announcement. Yes. But yeah, like you said, it, it's it just ramps up, and uh, with all the trials to to come in, everything comes at you. You have horses that are wondering whether they should go on the sale fraternity or the two million trials mm-hmm. or what. But uh, I'll be happy to see Pitbull back in action. Yeah. Uh, oh, Wild it, West fraternity trials as well. Oh yes, yeah, uh, Caesar de Alba. Yeah. He got his first quarter horse in training. Somebody shipped in. I was waiting. I was yeah. like, why is nobody <laughs> shipping horses into Caesar? Yeah. He's got connections everywhere. Yeah. I thought that would have been a fit, but yeah, congratulations to him. He finally got his uh, his first trial entrant. When the weather starts getting cool and you start getting those crisp, cool nights, you get some fog in the air. That's what reminds me of Los Alamitos quarter horse racing. Yeah. That when you start wearing those jackets, you're like, it's a little crisp. I'll throw on the jacket tonight. Yeah. I mean, those nights is why I love those, like those memories of, of growing up and coming to those big races is what, what, if I could bottle that feeling, I would sell it. Yeah. But walking in the racetrack, it's nice and crisp. We see the fog. Those are the nights of quarter horse racing that kind of remind me 
of uh, of some good good Los Alamitos racing. One uh, guy who I thought really did a good job of uh, bringing that feeling was when Joe Bassett had Blues Girls too, mm-hmm. and they, he was mic'd up all the way from walking up from the barn. Uh, into the paddock and I can remember Mike Joyce just asking him like what are you feeling right now and yeah. he didn't give just the normal trainer spiel yeah. like yeah it's a, you know it's yeah. it's a pretty big night I hope he was like yeah you could feel it yeah. in the air mm-hmm. and I mean this is just a special feeling and everything and that's kind of uh, when the bigger races are going and, and like you said when that fog rolls in Ooh, it's nothing th- like that's it. always good yeah but, it's, it's nothing like it yeah and that always happens uh, down there towards the end of the year when the the heat starts to meet the cold and uh yeah it, it gives a little extra feeling to those big nights that's for sure looking forward to the second half of the year that's the podcast for this week and we'll talk to you guys uh, next week all right bye everybody <laughs>